I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fills exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. You know, everybody has been so stressed over the last 18 months for one reason or another, all valid. And I am looking for leaders who say, you know what? It's been hard, but I'm going to lead differently. Going forward, I'm going to lead with power. I'm going to lead in strength. And I'm going to lead in the way that God's word teaches me to do to do so. Last time we talked, we looked very closely at the story of Elijah and Elisha and how that mantle of leadership was cast over from Elijah to Elisha while he was plowing. He was doing the work that God had already given him to do. As he worked, this leadership opportunity came upon him. Now, how many of you, let's just be honest, have thought, I'm waiting for my day in the sun. I'm waiting for the day I get recognized, tapped on the shoulder, invited up to the platform, invited to the head of the company, to the head of the team. And then I'm really going to show them what I'm all about. Well, guess what? If you don't start showing everybody what you're about by the way you plow, like Elisha did, showing up for work, doing the work, then you likely may not have a thing to say when your day in the sun comes. Many people look at leaders who are very well known and they think, wow, they were an overnight success. And I'll tell you, I don't know anybody who is truly an overnight success because what you don't know is what they did the year before that and the year before that and the year before that necessarily. And all the times they were leading and learning when it felt like no Body saw them. Now, how many of you feel like you've been in a season where nobody sees all the things you do? Nobody knows all the extra work you've done, all the extra late nights you've worked on projects, and and uh, just all that it has taken for you to do what you have done this last eighteen months. And I want to applaud you for number one, not giving up, or if you did, for getting back up. And that's critical. That's a critical thing for leaders in in times of stress and chaos. And let's just be clear. We are in a different season where the kind of leadership required now is the kind that goes deep, has roots in the word, who lead well, no matter who's watching, even if you think no one's watching, because my friend, when you do that, God is training you up so that he can put you on any platform, any stage, any position, any time. And it all has to do with how you carry your leadership. So tonight, I want to talk to you about a couple of leaders with some examples of of exactly what we're talking about. And the first one is Lydia. You may have read the story of Lydia in the Bible and uh, might recall she was a marketplace woman. She was a dealer in purple, which was a very high-end, special, delicate uh, fabric. 
And so this tells us that one day she was down at the river under the trees with some believers and there was a little prayer meeting going on. How many of you know a little prayer meeting is always a good idea? And so some of the apostles, some of the disciples and leaders that had been walking with Jesus were there and she paid attention to what they had to say and they knew about her work. It, her testimony went before them. Her reputation preceded her. There you go again. How you do your work, how you show up to plow precedes you, my friend, when you show up in these different circles that God is going to be putting in front of you. And so the scripture tells us that at the end of this first time, when she joined the prayer meeting with the women and the leaders, and they were all together down under the tree, that she said um, something to them, and she actually prevailed upon them to start meeting at her house. And so this scripture that you can look up on your own is Acts 16, 13 through 15. And again, you can have the downloadable study notes for this entire leadership study when you go to onfire.global and request those resources. And so Lydia was a woman who was unafraid to step into the limelight, even in that day in a circle of primarily, primarily made up of men and say, hey, I, I would love to host this next group at my house. Here's where I live. Here's the time of the next meeting. Let's get together at my place. She immediately did what? Stepped into action in the world of ministry with what? Her marketplace skills. She had her elevator speech ready. She was ready to talk about her profession. She joined them in prayer, which means that she didn't separate the spiritual from the natural. Because as marketplace people, we bring it all together. Remember, we're not compartmentalizing. We're living our lives as spiritual and practical, woven together. And Lydia stepped right into her position in this circle of influencers. Now, some of you say, you know, I've been wanting to join a circle of influencers for a long time, and I haven't known where to begin. Well, begin with what you have in your hand, my friend. Begin with what God has already given you. Lydia was doing her job, selling her, her trade, doing her thing, and being herself in the prayer meeting, okay? A lot of marketplace people struggle to find their role in ch the church world or in the Christian ministry world because they know how to work when you've got a business deal going, but they don't know how to enter into the ecclesia, the fellowship of the saints. And we're going to be talking about that more in the days to come. So the quick takeaway from Lydia, and you'll want to get the whole Bible study so you can do it yourself at your leisure and let the Holy Spirit uh, highlight certain things to you for your particular walk in your marketplace world and your world of faith. But you want to know your elevator speech, know what you're about, show up ready to contribute, and don't be waiting, lingering back before anybody asks you to participate. Instead, humbly offer what you have, as Lydia did with her home. Well, there's one more leader in the Bible I want to refer to tonight, and we would say that uh, Lydia had the mantle of marketplace and worship. That's how I like to talk about it as we describe these mantles. And the next mantle I want to talk to you about is about Daniel, who I'm sure you have read about more than once. And I would say Daniel had the mantle of daring. He was bold. Even though he found himself in a foreign land, in a place where he didn't know the language, didn't know the people, didn't believe the same value system, he found himself in a faraway place, but he dared to do the thing he knew to do. What was it? Pray. 
he dared to pray, to kneel with his three friends, and to even uh, be undaunted by, by kneeling in front of the window, even after it was a setup that was made known that if he prayed in front of the window, that he would encounter great judgment. But he did the thing he knew to do. He prayed. And you know what else did he do? He did it with three friends. How many of you have three friends you could call tonight to pray with? I want to encourage you, whatever names just popped up on your radar when I asked that question, I want to encourage you to get in touch with these people tonight, tomorrow, even the next day, and ask them how you can pray for them. And it might be you're doing this one-on-one -on -one with each of these three, or it might be y'all know each other and you do it together. But this is not a time, my friend, to be isolated. It's a time to gather with praying friends and take the issues of the workplace and of societal concern and all that is on your heart to the Lord in prayer together. That is exa exactly what Daniel dared to do. He also dared to believe God for his identity. I love this. This was... Uh, a young man that was stripped of his language, stripped of his place in his home, and uh, everything that threatened identity. And yet he dared to trust God for who he was. And so my friend, I'm going to end on that note. No matter what you've encountered this year, this last 18 months, or over your lifetime, we all go through fiery trials. <clears throat> I've had my fiery trials. You, my friend, have had yours. And when it comes out, we want to be smelling like the fragrance of Christ, walking around, praying, prophesying, talking about the goodness of the Lord, kneeling down with our friends, carrying our mantles well, our marketplace mantle, our places of assignment in the earth, and be those who dare to trust God for our identity. You see, the world is eagerly standing on tiptoe, according to the translation, the Passion Translation, per se, that says that the whole world is standing on tiptoe to see what? The revealing of the sons and daughters of God. My friend, that's you. What does the world see when they look your way, look to your home, look to your car, look to your office, and say, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that woman is. I wonder who that man is. And if you're carrying your mantle of prayer, if you're carrying your mantle of identity in God, you, my friend, are going to have something to say that changes the atmosphere right where you are. So once again, let me encourage you to get this Bible study printed out. I would even put it in a notebook or a binder or clamp it together and study each of these six leaders that we're talking about so hurriedly now in depth. By going through the scriptures and the points that will be for you in the Bible study that you'll get to unpack the six keys of success for biblical leadership. I want you to do it this year because next year we'll be here before we know it. And this is the time to fire up your leadership to get ready to function on all cylinders in the year that is coming with brand new opportunities for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. All right. God bless you. Go to onfire.global, sign up for the Fan the Flame resources. Come on over to our Facebook group called On Fire and access teachings, recordings, and other resources just for you. God bless. Onfire.global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, 
and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.onfire.global.